and welcome to the reaction as we react to Celtic's uh, destruction of Kamarnock FC by two goals to nil in what was, I think a lot of people would say it's a, a game of two halves. Um, we can talk through both halves and um, what we got from them in terms of what we've learned from them. Um, we're back at it in regards to games coming thick and fast, so there's a lot to look at and a lot to kind of ponder. Um, today's reaction panel is myself, as mentioned, Christopher Gallagher. I'm also joined by Graham Mackay. Hello, Graham. How are you, friend? Fantastic. Enjoyed the second half of that game. Yes, I think that's the, the main main takeaway so far. Um, and also Eddie Walsh. How are you, my friend, Eddie? 12 points ahead. I'm great. 12 points ahead. Lovely stuff. 12 points ahead. Correct. Factual in, information there from, from Edward all the way from Long Island. We've got, we've got a very international podcast. We've got <laughs> Eddie from Long Island. We've got Graham from Bamberg in Germany. And I'm Chris Gallagher from Glasgow in Scotland. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, let's, let's. Suicide. Suicide. Uh, I'm already, aye, suicide. Um, <laughs> I'm originally uh, going to start with how we always started originally there by mistake. Um, let's look at how we normally look at the, these reactions. This, this is a game, you know, if you're coming back from the game and you were out there today or you watched it on TV, wherever you are in the world, or you haven't seen it, if you're using the, our reaction as a, as a way kind of to f- find out about the game, um, it really was a game of two halves, um, and we will talk about that. Graham, what's your kind of overall general takeaways we'll break it down but what's your overall general takeaways straight after the match is finished I think though in the first half in particular there was a lot of uh, ways in which we were not building attacks properly I think the change of fullbacks really kind of uh, affected us quite a bit um, I think so the change of midfield as well I think uh, we we'd, a lot of people had wanted Moy to be starting games and I thought it was if he was a wee bit static today uh, so I felt just trying to quickly build attacks wasn't really possible in the first half, and I think that really held us back a little bit. When they got to halftime and Celtic TV showed the highlights package, the first highlight happened in the 20th minute. It was, it was somebody crossing the ball to no one. Like, it just went through the box, and that was the first highlight of the of the, the first half. So it was... Obviously, Kamala came with the five at the back, and they, were, they had a specific plan to stop us playing, and it worked in that we didn't we weren't really trying to play, if that makes sense. We were trying to play, but it just wasn't functioning the way that it usually functions for us. Uh, great. Um, sorry, Eddie, yourself, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Graham pretty much nailed it there. I think they did well at kind of taking the midfield out of the game and pushing it to either side. And when it was pushed to either side, we just kept launching these insane crosses into the stands and behind the goal, um, which was frustrating. Then I... Felt like we got kind of bunched up too on the left hand side a little bit. Uh, lots of straight passes, short passes. Um, yeah, I think it just took us a good amount of time to get in the game today. This, the first half is almost like what you, you know, not are used to seeing, but it seems like a second half kind of beginning of the second half performance from Celtic, which, uh, you know, sometimes happens, but. Yeah, it, it definitely was frustrating, I think, for me, just uh, as far as playing to the team we had and those insane crosses were just very frustrating for me, personally. Um, yeah, I think that today is frustrating, specifically the first half. I think, you know, in the second half, we, we played some good stuff and we can talk about that. Um, but the first half specifically was one where... Yeah, uh, I've just, you know, in fact, you know what, we're not even going to get there yet. We're, we're going to talk about the lineup, but the word for the day, I think, regarding that first half is probably scrappy. Um, probably the, the the word that kind of sums it all up. Um, regarding the lineup, when the lineup came out, uh, your initial thoughts, let me run through it. Um, we had Joe Hart in goal with uh, Johnson continuing at right back, Carter Vickers Starfelt at centre half, Bernabe was brought in for Greg Taylor who's going to be missing for a couple of weeks, um, McGregor, Hitate, Moy in midfield with uh, Kyogo up front with and Ma- Maeda and Jota, Maeda started on the left, um, Jota on the right, they switched a number of times but Predominantly, Maida was on the left and Jota was on the right. We had a mid, uh, sorry, bench of Bain, Jens, Jakimakis, Abada, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O'Reilly, Forrest, and Juranovic. Um, so options on the bench. Um, you saw the team, Eddie. What were your kind of initial thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought that that was the team that I would have put out personally. Um, I think I was excited to see Burnaby um, actually, you know, get a game after a little bit out. Um, and I think I think it was Alan that said, you know, when when Taylor's missing, I mean, Burnaby's a left back. You know, I, I don't want to see a right back at a left back. If if we're going to see what we can get from him, we might as well play him. Um, and Johnson too. I thought I thought he was solid. Uh, against Rangers. And I think today he showed even more kind of confidence and willingness to get on the ball and get involved. Um, yeah. And Jelta too, obviously I was, I was uh, hoping for a big game from him today. Uh, Graham yourself, when you saw that lineup, uh, initial thoughts? Hi, I mean, I think pretty much echoing uh, what Eddie was saying there about not wanting to see Juranovic at left back. I don't think I ever wanted to see him at right back. Um, I think while we still are a player, we should be playing him, but like, uh, if it is a case of trying to keep him fit in case a, a move happens, then uh, that's one thing. But like, I still think he's the best right back at the club, so I would like to see him start games. Other than that, I think it was good to see Jota back in. It was, uh, I think he's taken his medicine over the last few weeks with, with being dropped. Uh, it does look as if that he was maybe the one that was being referred to by Ange a few weeks ago. And I think you could see when he, when he, does eventually score it just the frustration that had been built up in him you'd never seen that kind of reaction from Jota before it was a, it was a reaction of someone who maybe had their confidence dented a little bit and uh, I so it was good to get him back on back in the horse get him 60 minutes and uh, um, get a goal which was obviously very important for us yeah absolutely um we were talking about uh, Jota on the weekend update myself and Lorenzo and um I made a clip for a uh, social media and um, put the clip out, uh, some lovely comments saying, yeah, I agree with you, good point. Someone tweeted and said, here, uh, this is a waste of time, this is a waste of uh, audio, Jota's been injured, you don't know what you're talking about. And I I I was ready to reply and say, absolutely, I will delete this, I will delete the uh, podcast. Uh, Just uh, where we're at at with social media, Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Um, How do you think we started the game? that Graham raises a good point that um, I wasn't able to attend the game today, so I watched it on, on, on Celtic TV, and, you know, it did take 22 minutes. It was like, we're going to show you the first kind of highlight, and it was like 22 minutes into the game. Um, frustrating, scrappy performance for the first, most of the first half, but how do you think we started the game, Eddie? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of analyze games like this because I, I think the word for me is frustrating. Uh, we dominate these games always. We dominate almost every single game in every category. So it wasn't a matter of feeling like we were going to lose or, you know, we were playing po- like really, really poorly. I just think like grandma saying, we couldn't kind of unlock the defense and I, it didn't seem like we were playing to do that either. So I think, uh, you know, when you see stuff like that, it's frustrating. And I think the second half shows what we actually can do when we're moving the ball a lot quicker. Uh, you know, quickness in thought too. I feel like quickness in thought in the first half was very, very slow because I feel like, you know, there were, there were players that were making runs, um, and, you know, trying to, uh, you know, play, you know, play quick one twos, but I just feel like Kilmarnock did a, you know, they did a, Fairly good job. You have to give them credit as far as whenever anyone got the ball, especially in the midfield, um, they were immediately pounced on by a couple of people. And I know, uh, uh, was it Bernabe, Hatate, Moy, all were taking kind of a kicking early on in, in the, uh, first half. So they were definitely making it frustrating. But I think with the way we were trying to go at it, I think was even more frustrating because it just wasn't, it wasn't the answer and it wasn't, uh, coming off. So. Uh, Graham, the, one of the biggest frustrations was our delivery from wide areas. Uh, mm. Bernabai, Maida, Jota, both sides, it just seemed to be the delivery was really, really poor. How much of an effect do you think that had on us? I mean, I think with, with someone like Maeda, his crosses were on the end of like a, a 40 yard sprint where he's going really fast. So it's hard to kind of compose yourself and get the, the cross in perfectly. But there were times where you, we were taking crosses from deep and they were just going by everyone. Like it was just, 
Kyogo was getting zero service in that first half. I think I don't even. I would like to actually know the first time he touched the ball because it would have been as far as I'm, unless he had a touch real early that I missed. I think it was about twenty odd minutes into the game before he got a touch of the ball. Yeah. It was just getting zero service, and it showed when we actually get the goal that's offside. It was like the first time Kyogo had been involved in the match, and uh, it, kind of away, away from your point a little bit, but that that. I think it was really nice to see, despite the fact he didn't get a goal today, he was in that position three times. He was in the position for the uh, offside goal. He was in the in the position for when Jota scores, and he was in the position for the OG. He just looks as if he's getting really sharp at the moment, and it's great, uh, great to see with Kyogo because he, he was, his finishing was getting questioned. Now he seems to be in and, in and about the, the right area every single time the ball's coming in. Eddie? Yeah, I th- I think Graham's correct. I thought um when we actually played to Kyogo's strengths uh on exactly those three uh those three chances uh were all low crosses into the box. They weren't, you know, firing them up past his head or you know, so I think that's his game. We've seen it. We've seen it a million times before. And I think uh once we started to do that. You know, he came into, he came into the game a little bit more. And I noticed, you know, maybe players cutting in a little bit more. Cause I think I thought Maeda was pretty good in the first half. I think he was, he looked probably the most dangerous. Um, as far as going forward, running past players, he was, he was trying that all day. I know it kind of didn't come off, uh, you know, a couple of times, but he was, you know, trying to put the ball past, uh, past their fullbacks and just run towards goal, which, you know, created some decent chances, I think, uh, from cutting the ball back inside. Or, but yeah, I, I think there were little things like that that just didn't come off that came off in the second half. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, low crosses forever. I'm going to bang on about that forever because I think that's Kyogo's game. And, you know, we see the amount of chances and how dangerous it is. Whether or not it's Kyogo, it could bounce off a player and somebody's at the top right there and we'll smash it in. I think that's just the game we need to play to uh, when he's starting. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's kind of the, the key point. That Graham makes a good point in regards to Kyogo's movement and moving, uh, you know, making the right judgment calls at the right times. But I just don't know why they would hit the balls in so high. Like, what I mean, that seemed to be our tactic for the for at least the first sort of 25 minutes 30 minutes that they were just just got a ball in the box i'm not saying that's what Ange told them but that just seems to be what they were doing it was almost that sort of um you know you're out wide if i get a ball in the box my job is kind of done and that's what i my frustration lay at the fact that i don't think we were we weren't playing horrendously bad we we just it just wasn't really coming together i didn't feel i wasn't worried that celtic weren't going to win this game in that first half but i just felt i, I wanted a little bit of personal responsibility okay you, you you've been told to get you know balls into the box great but it's not a case of right that's a ball in the box i've done my job you know it, that's where my frustration came from um there wasn't a lot of clear cut chances but i mean Graham Kamarnock, very deep, very defensive, very disciplined, um, and it just it kind of we were missing that kind of spark because we didn't have a lot of clear cut chances in the first, sort of first half an hour. I think for me that in the first half there was a, a triangle of Moy and the two fullbacks where, from an attacking point of view, I think was our problem. I think Moy has been getting plaudits recently, and I think he's deserved them. I thought he was had a really good game against Hibs, uh, for example. Uh, but today, I think he was just... John McKenzie made a video during the World Cup, I think it was about US, the US game that they went out with Holland, was it? And uh, he was talking about GameState. And GameState is basically... like People were talking about how America were the better team because when they had to try and win the match or get back into the match, they created some chances. And that's not really reflective of the whole game. So someone, someone like Moy, because he's quite slow, when you're trying to break a team down the way that we were trying to break the uh, commandment down, it is a harder game for him to play. Whereas if the game is opened up, like if, if Moy was still on in the second half, he would have been feasting, you know what I mean? The, the amount of space and the, the kind of ping passes about. And I think Arthur Johnson is much more in the kind of Ralston uh, direction than he is in the Juranovic uh, direction. He's, he's tough as nails, he's good in the tackle, but he doesn't seem to have that kind of intricate kind of quick passing that Taylor now has and Juranovic has. I'm not writing them off. I think he can, we can develop that. But when you've got that in both fullback position and Moy being quite static, it's just we weren't creating, we weren't getting into positions fast enough in that first half. And it was just, we were slowing the game down a, a bit too much for my liking. Eddie? 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree with kind of the quickness of the game. Um, I do think Moy is capable of kind of those maybe even Turnbull like kind of over the top balls. I think he did that a couple times and he does kind of have the thought, but I just feel like everyone in general is just moving too slow. The thought was the thought process was just too slow. And I agree that both, both fullbacks, I think had a frustrating, frustrating first half. Um, nothing too terrible. Although I don't think Burnaby had the best game today. Uh, it was kind of disappointing for me, but um, yeah, I just think it's, I, I'm just not sure how, you know, we need to build up to that quickness, you know, uh, it, it's like you see it for 10 minutes and then you don't see it or you just don't see it for the first half. Um, I think it got a little bit better as the first half went on, but um, yeah, that I, mean, I think that's the frustrating thing for me, but, and also I think, yeah, Moy is slow as Moy is really slow as hell. But he, uh, I mean, he created uh, Kyogo's or the own goal essentially. Yeah. He was uh, on the break as as much as on the break Moy can be. But yeah, uh, we've got a question. Uh, first time ever on the, uh, the reaction, I think. Uh, Tommy has uh, WhatsApped in. He says, "Hi, Cynic. Uh, Tommy from Air here. Is it just me, or should we be worried about the man marking of McGregor?" Um, it completely nullified him today for most of the game. Um, yeah, I think that's you know the you kind of you you track McGregor, you you close him down. It takes away a, a huge part of our game. Um, there's not necessarily a lot we can do about it in regards to you know teams are going to target that. What's your kind of thoughts, Eddie? I I think that goes to uh, kind of Graham's point too, as as far as Moy on the ball because Moy is not. Moy doesn't have the same skills as McGregor. So if McGregor's kind of nullified and you're giving the ball out to Hatate and Hatate has three men on him, and then you see Moy on the right-hand side, which he was a bunch of times kind of all alone, there's not that quickness of thought that you get from McGregor or Hatate. Um, so, yeah, I, it's it's not that McGregor has been un- – anonymous in in games i just think he's kind of i guess noticeably quiet for how we know he can play but i I don't think it's a bad thing i don't i don't think it's like oh i I think he completely dropped out of the game i just think it's exactly what um you know tommy was saying as far as he's just kind of getting i guess marked out of the game a little bit but yeah Yeah. there was um a watch back sports scene uh, I don't know why, but I watched it for the the highlights of the Celtic Rangers game, and um, Sean Maloney was one of the the guests, and he spoke really elo- eloquently about what ch- what Rangers changed to to try and stop us, and essentially what it was they went to like a four four two out of out of possession, and Ryan Kent sat on Callum McGregor, and if you re- re- watch back the game, it is just you can see how effective it is, and. What that did in, in the, the, the Rangers game was it put all of the onus onto Starfelt and CCV and Joe Hart to be getting the ball moving quickly. And I think from, if you watch the game back, it just wasn't happening. So obviously the other team are going to lose something when they, when they take one of their players out of the game and they're going to gain something by taking our best player out of the game. It just puts much more responsibility on your two inverted fullbacks, on your two centre-backs to be more adventurous, to be uh, less cautious and try and make those passes because McGregor could be moving about trying to make angles and he's just not going to get it all the time because he's got that person on him. So it is, it's going to be the way that Rangers line up every time we play them under Beal because he's seen... We, we, they tried it when when Gerard was there. He's seen how it worked um, the other day there, and that's going to be the te- the tactic. Is up to our centre backs to be adventurous and good on the ball to get past that, so that we can kind of take that out of the uh, equation. I want to see Celtic try something going forward. Boom! And that is for Oof. McGregor to play in the eight and uh, give this young Japanese player of the year. Um, Give him some game time, you know, mix it up, um, you know, that might be something, you know, McGregor is a very, I don't want to say he's traditional in the six because he's not traditional in the six, but he's kind of modern day traditional in the six, I guess. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, if, if we could give Awata an opportunity or two in that role, push Callum up, uh, Callum and Hitati, a little bit more dynamic, I think, from everyone, Um so yeah, what what I'm trying to see right now is that uh, to answer Tommy's point, I think I think it's a fair point, but I also think we do have 
opportunities to change things up a little bit, maybe freshen up uh, personnel. And as Ange always says, we're going to play the same system, but players in different positions are going to give you something different. And hopefully that's something we can see from, uh, you know, uh, players coming in and, and being given opportunities. So, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see that. Um, I would like to go back on the podcast and listen to that exact conversation about Edigucci in the six and pushing McGregor forward. Oh, Jesus. Apple Guard in the six and pushing McGregor forward. Jesus. <laughs> uh, we just, just, just waiting for that guy. Just, <laughs> just waiting for that person to, to fill that slot. And then hopefully Awata is, is I, that boy. I want to tell you that's the boy for me. Um, Awata boy. Um, it's, there aren't a lot of like, usually when you've got these notes for the reaction, there's, I've got lots of them in it and I do have it. No, come on, break, break a couple of times, 29, 28th, minutes, they become a little bit more, uh, they, they take a risk or two, they kind of break up because we were pushing so high, but it doesn't really come to much. Jota and Maeda kept switching back and forth. Um, not a lot, but a couple of prominent times throughout. Um, 37th minute, Ash Taylor has a header. That at the back post, um, ball floated down from a Kamarik's right hand side, and he has. A, and I think like Joe Hart was like, "Ah, it's fine," but I was like, "Oh, kind of put me on." Yeah, kind of put me yeah, on yeah, yeah. a wee bit. I was that, like, that, "That's that did scare me actually." Fortieth uh, minute, uh, the goal, the goal, the goal that was disallowed. It's a fantastic ball from uh, Aaron Moy to Jota. Jota's delivery is excellent. Kyogo's in the right position. Uh, Graham, it's a really well worked Celtic goal. Um, it's just that Jota was about five yards offside. Right, where were the two wee lines this time? I, I'm not believing that was offside until I see the two wee lines. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think everyone... I, I think Aaron Moy probably knew Jota was offside. It was that offside when he made the pass. But I, no, it was good to see, as I mentioned earlier about Kyogo, that despite the fact he'd basically played for so long without the ball, he was still alive to it. So... I mean, that, that's kind of crumb of comfort we can take from it. And Jota was uh, explosive as well. So uh, it was it was disappointing because it would have been a, a good, a good um, an, another good goal for uh, Kyogo to add and Jota to get a, an assist would have been uh, great for his confidence as well, but not to be. Uh, 45 minutes, Celtic take the lead. Eddie, talk me through your thoughts. Um, I think in that, I think the last play that we spoke about, the... Uh, the offside goal. Um, I don't know, some sort of epiphany because I think uh, we were much kind of much quicker on the break um, than that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think the interplay between, was it Jata, Jata to Moy, Moy to Hatate, I think, or Hatate to Moy, something like that. Um but yeah, I think that interplay in particular was kind of, um, you know, actually breaking it down because I think we had more space at that point. So yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing that you wanted to see from the first own goal, but you saw it repeated. Uh, I mean, the offside goal, but you saw it in the own goal. So yeah, um, the forty-five minutes, as I say, one nil. Bernabe puts a tremendous ball to Maeda. Um, Maeda's low delivery is exceptionally good, and uh, Jota and Kyogo. Um, Kyogo's in the pay, uh, in the position, but Jota kind of uh, steals in front of the goalkeeper and slides in. Um, relief, Graham. I, Sorry. Yeah, I completely got lost on that. Obviously, I was describing something else, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I didn't that was be, the goal. It didn't want to be rude. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get you to, d- to describe that in a second. Um, oh man, Graham, was that just relief or it was a it was a really well worked goal? Aye, I mean you, you know how these games can go uh, if you don't get the goal and it just becomes frantic towards the end. So it was good to get get that. So it wasn't even a, a question. And I think as soon as that ball went in, everyone relaxed in the stadium because we knew that we would just go over the top of them after that. But uh, it was. Uh, that ball and down that space. I don't know how many times we're going to do it under Ange, but it's so effective. I mean, it's, a, it's usually the Ralph Nabada connection, but today with uh, Bernabe and Maeda, so uh, good to see. And it, it seems teams don't know don't know how to stop it, so that's good as well. Um, you know, uh, Eddie, come in. Oh, sorry, just quickly on the actual goal that happens uh, when you ask me. Um, yeah, I think Graham's right as far as kind of that through ball where Maeda or whoever's on the left hand side has you know enough speed to kind of move on to it 
And there's so many options from there. I mean, you could cut it back, I think, which happened a couple of times today, but didn't necessarily come off. But yeah, low crosses again. I mean, that's that's where it's at. I think Kyogo just sees that. And, you know, that's meat and drink, as someone uh, someone would say. Um, but, you know, again, we're, it's, it's, don't, we're not being negative. It's just about, about today. But, you know, there was a lot of... This would have been an opportunity, I think, Greg Taylor's been going to be out for two weeks. Um, I think it was confirmed by by Ange yesterday in the press conference. That's obviously a, a massive, massive um, uh, issue in regards to Taylor's one of the best players in the team, but he's performing very well within his position. It's a bit disappointing, I, Graham. I, I guess you would say that, like, if Bernabé played a, a banger today and he was really, really good, you would look at next week and you'd think to yourself, "There's certainly a question," but. There's just more, there's certainly maybe an answer to the question, but now there's just more questions to the question overall about, because he, he didn't necessarily perform at the greatest standard today and you wanted him to take the opportunity, didn't you? I think he's, he's, he's quite frustrating in that he, he sometimes comes in and looks like a world beater and then sometimes looks as if he's just been introduced to the sport. I mean, it, today he wasn't that bad, especially when he grew into it in the second half. I think the the alarming thing for me is that when he looks good, it is doing the traditional left back stuff, like the running down the flanks and stuff like that. That's when he looks at his strongest. And when he's coming inside to do the kind of inverted stuff, it just looks a wee bit like a, a fish out of water to, to a certain extent, which is obviously not ideal because that's the position we're, we're trying to get him to play. I'm, I'm far from writing him off. I think he, he has a lot of great qualities and I think he can be a good left back for us. And he needs to get the games. He needs to get a run of games to see if he can get some momentum. I'm not. I'm not worried because we don't. I mean, it's not as if we have a hard, a difficult run of games coming up. So I don't think he's going to be that tested. So it would be good. Hopefully, even if it tails out for uh, three or four weeks, that I just want Bernabe to get a run of games. I never want to see Juranovic at left back again. Yeah, Eddie, you want to come in? Yeah, I think Graham pretty much said what I was going to say as far as um, Bernabé goes. I, I I do think he had a tough day. I think it wasn't for lack of trying. I just think a lot of it just didn't come off from uh, some sloppy passes. And I do think he was getting kicked around quite a bit um, on that side. But yeah, I think the only way we can judge him is a string of games. It's got to be hard for him to kind of be out for so long before he even got his first game and then kind of very, very spotty game time uh, before today. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully he can immediately go right back into the side. I think, you know, we're Would you playing play? Kamarnik again. So <laughs> I, I've just, I mean, when I just, I just worry, you know, it's a semi-final, it's Hamden, it's bigger pitch, bigger pressure. And I guess the the mark of a Celtic player is that's where you should play. So fucking play. Like, you know, like uh, if you're good enough, you should kind of rise to the occasion. Um, so I'm kind of, count, count, you know, I'm contradicting myself a little bit, but, you know, it's it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't it's, know if he's played enough games yet, you know? It's, yeah, it's it's a legitimate concern, obviously. Um, but I also think it's not the easiest thing. Um, obviously, you know, just yet, he's not that kind of player that will just immediately rise to the occasion. I think he has in certain games, but I think kind of the consistency with that is really hard to keep up when you're in and out of the side. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't play Juranovic at left back. No, I wouldn't either. I, mean, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, is there so, anything to be said for recalling Mikey Johnson and playing him at left back? Uh, it's not the worst idea I've ever heard. Which is saying something. Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, there you go. Um, die Hard. The two FBI agents are called Johnson and Johnson. No relation. There you go. Uh, it's not Christmas anymore. Chris, shut up. Uh, how did we start the second half? There were no changes at half time. Um, Celtic come out uh, with the, obviously the, the same side. Graham, how do we? How do you think we started the second half? I think this, the second half, I think it was much of a muchness until this, the second goal went in. Um, I don't think, it looked as if Kamarnik were maybe trying to be, be, be a wee bit more expansive. That we, There was quite a few gaps, obviously uh, Moy uh, moves into a gap to, to play the through ball for the goal. But I don't think it was, it, the game stayed, the game didn't change too much in that, the first part of the second half. I think the game totally changes when, when that second goal comes in and the subs are made and it's just 
come on, they kind of seem to lose the will to live and it becomes like a free-for-all. Uh, they, they kind of lose all their discipline uh, and we should score many, yeah, a few more goals. But I, in the second, start of the second half, I think it was just a case of they were maybe easing up in the ultra-defensiveness and that was their downfall, I think. Yeah, um, great. Um, Eddie, what's your kind of thoughts on how we started the second half? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought we were just much quicker on the ball. Um, I think a lot of what Graham said is pretty much what I would have said. I think it's not so much that we kind of changed so much as what we're doing, but when we had the chances to break, we were very quick. And I think the quickness in thought, uh, which I mentioned in the first half, just seemed better uh, for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I felt more promise. And I think it was one of those things that – you know, it's it's weird to see us kind of start a second half like that just because of how we usually start second halves. But, um, I mean, we were getting – I don't know how many shots on goal we had at that point, but we – what do we have, like 23 shots on goal today? Uh, 15 of them inside of the box, which I think came in the last two minutes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I – I thought we uh, started off well, and I thought um, all of the players that you want to get on the ball and kind of, like I was saying in the first half with, you know, pushing it out to the wing a lot more in the first half, which we were just throwing crosses in. I feel like there was a lot more kind of, um, you know, trying to break down the defense with the, you know, with several players. I thought Johnston was much better in the second half. Um, Jotun, Hatate you know, kind of all interplaying to try to unlock that defense. So, um, which I think continued with the subs, like, like Graham said. Uh, if you were to give a, a player of the match for each half, Hatati in the second half, I thought did some yeah. outrageous stuff. Um, but, but has he, has he reached the ceiling? That's the question. I'm not, I'm not saying he's good enough. Okay. I'm just saying he was good enough for that second half. Um, <laughs> uh, 51st minute, um, Celtic, double their lead. Um, Aaron Moy drives, there's some space. This all comes from a Kelly attack. Kelly attack down our left-hand side, their right-hand side. There's a ball whipped in. Uh, Jota tries to stop it in a weird sort of way, kind of kind of stops it like with his foot, but then it kind of breaks out. Um, there's a pass to Moy. Moy drives. He puts the ball out to Hitati. Again, Eddie's favourite, a, a low ball right across the, the penalty area. And Kyogo does he touch it? Does it matter? Kyogo's movement is what kind of scores the goal, I guess. Um, and uh, Celtic, they get that second goal. There's a huge sigh of relief in the stadium. There was sighs of relief of everyone watching it. Um, what did you make of the goal, Graham? I was listening to the, the Mina Kimes podcast earlier, and she, she does an NFL podcast. And she, I can't remember what team she was talking about, but she was talking about how they would actually be better off just giving the ball back every time because they're they're most vulnerable when they're attacking, and that's exactly what a lot of the SPFL teams are like when they when they actually attack is that they become the most vulnerable they will ever be in the match. They may as well just putting the ball back up to us and say come again. <laughs> but uh, it's it's exactly what you want to see because you only get them out of the out of the box if they they do come forward. So that's uh, we need to be very clinical when we do get those chances and that's it. I mean, it wasn't us that finished the ball. The the, the camera kind of panned to Kyogo when he was celebrating and he was shaking his head a couple of times as if someone had asked him, did you touch it? Yeah. So I'm assuming it's as an OG, but as as you said, his, his movement made the goal and uh, that's what he's there for. So Beautiful. Uh, Eddie, your thoughts? Yeah. No, I, I, I think I love seeing Kyogo do what Kyogo does, I guess. So, um, I do think I mentioned AJ earlier. I think I thought he, again, I thought he was much more involved early on, especially early on in the second half. Um, you know, he's not, it's not Danny Alves or anything, but I, I think, you know, he linked up well with the players around him. Um, and I think that brought, you know, that brought a little bit more chances on goal, more shots on goal, certainly than the first half. So, yeah. Um, in, the, in the second half, really the, you know, there was a, a, a Starfelt put a ball back to Hart and Hart, again I only saw it once I don't know if it was a bad ball from Starfelt or it was just mis, misread from Hart um, but that was the only kind of real Celtic putting themselves into trouble a little bit but it, it wasn't it was it was covered fine um, CC- I think I, I think I was thinking during that of how many times Joe Hart has actually touched the ball in the last maybe five games. You know, yeah. like I feel like he doesn't even get involved in games besides the games against Rangers. So 
Um, and usually when he gets involved in those quiet games, it's, you know, kind of scary moments like a couple we saw today. So it's like he's just trying to stay warm. It's like yeah. once something happens. Uh, it's like oh oh shit, what? <laughs> <laughs> um there was a at CCV made two or three really excellent interceptions today, I have to say. Um hands up to the big man. Um Maeda made a fantastic run where he just picks the ball up in the first half and he's just like, I'm just going to run. Um, and it was that kind of George Weah-esque uh, for AC Milan, but um, the finish was was sadly lacking. Um, there was another great piece of play from Jota, who put the ball into Maeda, and Maeda just couldn't get the ball out of his feet. So Maeda was causing a lot of problems. Uh, and I thought, I, again, to back your point up, Eddie, I thought, I thought he had a, a fine game. And um, he seemed to be a lot... He seemed to be... A lot freer in the second half. He seemed to be his movement across the kind of the front three positions. I thought was was really really good. Jota came into it far more in the second half than he did in the first half. So um, that was really good to uh, to see. Um, then the subs: Gigi O'Reilly and Abada come on for Kyogo Moy and uh, Jota. What do you make of the subs, uh, Graham? I mean, usually when we make so many subs at once, it's kind of. It slows the game down and maybe the game starts to peter out. So I was kind of hoping that wouldn't happen. I think Matt O'Reilly really made a difference when he came on. He he looked as if he was up for that game. I think he maybe took the dropping a bit personally. And he, he looked as if he wanted to be involved in everything. Uh, but so for once it felt as if the momentum even kind of shifted forward, I think. As I said, it's probably got something to do with Kamarnik like, just losing the, the will to live and uh, if things opened up for us. But Aye, it was good to see Matt, Matt. I mean, I think he's Matt O'Reilly's been maybe people have been maybe a bit harsh. I've probably been a bit harsh on him myself this season because he has still been involved and he is still a young player and he probably hasn't played anywhere near this intensity of games before in his career. So he is going to have dips in form. So it was good to see him come back on and just look as if he had the, the hunger to kind of uh, prove people prove people wrong a little bit. Yeah, it, Matt O'Reilly to me looks like a guy who. Like you made the joke there about like taking it personally, like from that Michael uh, Jordan documentary or Chicago Bulls documentary. He looks like the type of guy who's like, "I'll fucking show you." Mm. Like he looks like he, he holds a grudge and um, he'll want to prove people wrong. And I think that's a in regards to a sportsman, I think that's a really good thing, Eddie. Yeah, I think he's a little bit. Uh, he seems like a guy that'd be hard on himself as well, uh, which I think probably reflected early on in the season with some performances. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's been terrible by any means. I just think this is exactly what he needed kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of time out uh, as far as a rest. He's played, you know, pretty much every game that I could kind of remember. So I think uh, it really kind of served him well. I think Moy obviously has been playing really well lately um, in some people's minds, I guess, <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be, you know, I don't think anyone would pick Moy over O'Reilly at top form. But I just think this is exactly what O'Reilly needed to kind of freshen up a bit. Um, and Graham was right. He, de- he definitely looked like very much into the game. Uh, one of some, you know, pretty good free kicks uh, as well. He was definitely involved. So hopefully that could kind of build his confidence back up and, uh, you know, keep him going. Graham? I think as, as Celtic fans, we're used to over the years having goal scoring midfielders. I mean, think back for as long as you, you can. We just we're used to having players arriving late in the box to, to finish uh, goals. I mean the amount uh, Petrov scored close to twenty in the season once. Yeah. And uh, I think when you look at our midfield just now we just don't have those goals. And um I think he's maybe taking a bit of the blame for that. I mean, I think at one point today, he, he, he missed a chance. It wasn't like a big chance or anything like that, but he just missed a chance to get a goal and he, he seemed really kind of frustrated by that. I think he kind of he punched the the air because he, he realised that he had the chance to score. So probably a fan perception that he is the one, he is the attacking one, he is a kind of Rogic replacement, so he should be scoring more goals than he is. Maybe has a little bit of uh, something to do with the kind of... Um, the way people are seeing him this season. I want to, I want to tell you something. <laughs> when you've got Cal McGregor in the eight, he'll get you goals. Uh, Eddie gets you in the ten. Oh, that's, Jesus. Eddie gets you in the nine. Get him in. <laughs> um, but no, um, I think I think O'Reilly's a fine player. I think that um, the pressures at Celtic, I think he is someone who throws pressure on himself as well, which I think, again, as a kind of top-class sportsman, that's, that's exactly what he should be doing. Um, but yeah, our squad, we're still filtering out. You're still filtering out the kind of players who maybe aren't, you know, fit for the system or Ange players. And I think 
this time next season, I think it'll be, again, this time next season, we might be con- continually filtering out the players we've got just now. That's what I am very excited about, this whole process that we're going through. Um, I wanted to highlight um, Hatati. There's a moment in the 74th minute where he drops the shoulder, makes space. A, a pass comes into him, he drops the shoulder, makes space, and has this amazing save. And I just, it was just a, you know that when you just watch someone and you're just, just absolutely taken away by their technique and their ability. And it actually ended up being a, a really, really good save from the goalkeeper. Their goalkeeper made a number of really good saves. Um, but Hatati really started to turn it on. Um, there was some really good movement. Uh, he did a turn to kind of free himself up and he played the ball into Maeda and Maeda kind of fell over and they, they both laughed about it which I thought was a cute moment um, but Hatati in the game overall I thought was 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 great um, what did you make of him Graham? Uh, it reminds me of one of those to- toys what is it wibbles or wobbles the, the wobble but they don't fall down yeah yeah, um, yeah. wibble wobble <laughs> he's uh, I think Lee Johnson was talking about the, the, the Japanese boys or something like that oh, and God. their core strength and uh, with Hatati, you can just see he's almost like magnified to the ground because he can just roll players, like you said. And he seemed to be having a lot of fun today. And uh, he probably took the, the criticism uh, personally on Twitter during the week. I imagine he saw it and thought, "I'm going to, sh- I'm going to prove these guys <laughs> wrong." Uh, but I, I mean, I was thinking of man of the match, and he is clearly the man of the match. I'm not going to give it to him because I don't want him getting too cocky. But uh, he was clearly man of the match today. Uh, um he had a, a really good chance and he's really unlucky with the ball in from O'Reilly in the 8th minute we have a, a, a free kick a great ball in from O'Reilly um, Gigi hits the bar um, Keeper did well again as well in the kind of backup and then Gigi has a shot like from about 25, 20 yards out where he just kind of opens his body up um, and strikes this really great shot off the bar and then O'Reilly has the follow up um, and it kind of gets kind of peters out but um, Gigi looked sharp um, I know there's obviously it's more than likely that he'll probably leave in this window or at least he'll be linked away over the next couple of weeks. But you want him looking sharp for, you know, potential suitors, I guess? I'm sorry, Eddie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the the two chances on goal were great. I think the header was just really, really tons of power behind that. He, he tends to like... I love this headers because he puts his whole, it's like he almost stands straight and then pushes his whole body towards it. Just like absolutely wallops it at the goalkeeper. So, and beautiful ball from O'Reilly, like you said, but on, on that shot, I was like, what the hell is he doing right now? Uh, it, I think the angle that it was on Celtic TV was just like, Oh my God, that's going in the seats. But the, the dip from it was pretty nice. Um, I might, I mean, I, I think he's best when he's scoring goals. Obviously, I personally don't, you know, on occasion he can offer stuff off the ball, but I just think, um, or with the ball at his feet um, when he's not on the ground. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to go too much into that. I just think the two shots on goal, the two chances that he had uh, were really nice for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean that's the point. I mean, I think, I think everyone's kind of resigned to the fact he'll more than likely be going and will hopefully be getting... I'd love to see Cho come in. Um, whether that happens or not, I don't know. But um, 82nd minute, Hitati and Maeda come off. Uh, Turnbull and uh, Jim Bag come on. And then we just start peppering their goal with shots <laughs> and opportunities. And um, the last sort of kind of, I don't know, five, six minutes, Graham, we had really... We should have taken at least one or two because we were just completely in control. Uh, there was a forest one where he was in acres of space and he just hit it straight at the goalkeeper. Um, and yeah. then we hit the post a couple of times. Uh, it was, uh, and so, uh, imagine if you were sitting there with like uh, plus 2.5 goals or something, you'd have just been ripping your hair out because it was like there was a force field around their goal. It just wasn't going to drop in for some reason. But I, I mean, a lot of players are coming on trying to state the claim. David Turnbull looked as if he was trying to get in an action to try and obviously because he's quite far down the pecking order now. So, aye, it was, uh, we should have had more. I think the XG will be massive, but we won three points. That's all, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you you make the point about Turnbull. Um, he came on, he had some nice passes. He, he had a nice kind of turn on the ball in the middle of the pitch to kind of spread play. But, again, people coming back from injury, um, players being brought in, 
his opportunity to even make the bench, Eddie, might be a little bit, you know, he might struggle to even get bench time moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I think I'm, I'm very interested to see kind of the, uh, Jens and Kobayashi type, you know, what's going to happen there as far as who's going to make it. Cause I, I mean, I doubt we're going to keep both of them on the bench. Um, and that could either be good for Turnbull or, you know, good for maybe a younger player like Vata or, you know, anyone who's kind of, I mean, Joey Dawson seems like a goal machine right now. Not that he's going to be called, be called up or anything, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could, it could be a chance for somebody from the B team, uh, or it could work out for Turnbull, but it does look like Turnbull's kind of, you know, very, very minimal minutes. Um, and again, you've said it till we're all, you know, crazy, but he's a great player. It just probably won't work out, uh, I guess with us just as far as, as much game time that he needs to kind of get up to speed and play his game. So, uh, yeah, I thought Abato was good too when he came on because he's my boy. So. Uh, that makes one of us. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought he was. I thought he was fine. I, I, today's a, a day where there was some um, kind of high kind of performances. As, as we mentioned, I thought Hitati was was great. I thought CCV looked strong at the back. Um, I think everyone was fine. It, it's really one of those games that you just you you look at and you think three points and we'll move on. We're now twelve points clear. Um, Graham, what's there, what is there to Give me your man of, man of the match and kind of any takeaways from this game. We do have Kamarok next Saturday as well. Um, but what's your kind of overall feeling from this from a league perspective? So man of the match for me would be uh, Dyson. Uh, I mean, obviously it's a tattoo, but Dyson, I think he, before the World Cup, he looked a shadow of himself. Yeah. And I don't think he was playing as badly as basically Twitter was saying. Twitter wanted him executed or something that was meant with a kind of hate for him. He went to the World Cup and now he seems to come back with all the confidence in the world. He just seems to be trying things. He still lacks that little bit of um, nuance when it comes to finishing. He just seems to be a bit erratic when it comes to that kind of stuff. But he's getting in position. He's taking players on. The amount of times he, he ghosted past people on the left-hand side and then just left them like five yards behind. His pace is unbelievable at Unreal. times, especially when it was a, a Rangers player as well. He was doing it too. That was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. So I, my doubt, hopefully it just continues to go from strength to strength. To strength. Take away, first one, um, Marnock have basically taken the pattern from a white star coach's seats and made a, an away top from it. Jesus, um, horrendous. I, I think that needs to be looked at. I don't think that should be allowed. Uh, but my real, my real takeaway is the midfield. I think we need to have a bit of a fire sale. We have, I was just trying to count up where we're talking there. We've got nine first team central midfielders at the moment. Jesus. And I'm including in that James McCarthy, Abel Garden, Edigucci. We need to be, we were, we were talking about uh, Vata. I was listening to your, the reaction to the Hibs game. Vata coming on was a, it was a bright spot of that game. It was one of the things that I was excited about. Today we've got two centre backs on the bench and Vat is nowhere to be seen. I would like I would like a pathway to be open up for someone like Ben Summers. Every time I'm looking at um, Lewis Laird's stuff on Twitter, Ben Summers is at the heart of everything that Celtic B are doing. He's basically involved in every single goal. Get rid of some of the deadwood and get a place in the bench for someone like Ben Summers. That would be my kind of hope moving forward for Celtic. Uh, when I was talking to Jonathan Burns, he said that Ben Summers is destined to have. A fantastic career so it's good that um, obviously Lewis Laird 01 on Twitter doing some outrageously good work and he highlights all those top players you, you've mentioned it there as well Ben Summers keep an eye out for that name great work Graham uh, Eddie yourself your man in the match and your uh, any takeaways yeah I think I'm gonna give it to Dyson as well um, I just think he in particular in the first half just looked like the only kind of shining light slash hope for a goal uh, I think his commitment and drive uh, many, many times, he was the one trying things. He was the one running past players. Obviously, I think, you know, there's little things to work on. I think his touch at times could be, his first touch at times could be kind of, you know, a, a little bit too heavy, but I, I think he's really a fantastic player. And I think it was great to kind of see him break out a little bit today um, and continue into the second half as well. So he is my man in the match. I think uh, my first takeaway is low crosses. Yeah, low crosses. Uh, I mean, it's obvious. Uh, Kyogo got uh, the three low crosses that we took. Kyogo got on the end of all three of them. So, 
I mean, you don't really need to say much more about that. Um, I think once the midfield clear out begins and we get more solid options, um, you know, coming off the bench and more of a concrete starting position for maybe Callum McGregor as an eight, um, I think we could kind of settle into maybe getting, you know, getting a little bit more play involved with them going forward. Kyogo's runs through the middle. So I think it's, it's only going to go up from there as far as, um, you know, Kyogo goes. So it's, it's great to see him getting on some, on some, the end of some balls. And, uh, I agree with Graham as far as kind of, <laughs> all right, Chris. Um, I agree with Graham as far as, you know, I want to see some of these players in the B team. I know some of them could make the bench over some of the people that we have now, especially Ablegard, who's literally just a body on the bench. I mean, he's, it's, there's no point for him to be there. So, um, and yeah, shout out to Lewis Laird. I think he is literally my only connection to the B team. <laughs> um, I'd say probably many people's only connection to the B team. So um, it's great to see kind of, you know, what, the future might hold for us and some of the players, but hopefully we get to see, especially next week, uh, next weekend, maybe one of them on the bench, Fata on the bench or something like that. But yeah. Uh, great stuff. Uh, this has been a, a joy to record with um, Eddie and Graham, of course. Uh, Celtic running out to now. I've always wanted to say running out and I've introduced myself and in, in, interrupted myself. Celtic yeah. running out 2 0 winners in the Scottish Premiership. Um, today after uh, what was a bit of a frustrating game but then developed into a lot of fun towards the end 12 points clear that's all that's that's really all that's important at this point we've got a big semi-final coming up on Saturday can't wait for that 5.30pm kickoff which should be a lot of fun Um, I've just realised that those shite bags are going to Tanadice tomorrow at 4 o'clock so hopefully there'll be some uh, sticky issues there but Eddie Walsh pleasure as always sir yeah, great to be on with you guys, and uh, let's keep going. Graham McKay, speak to you soon. Loved it. Lovely. Uh, we will be back uh, on Monday with uh, the agenda, and then we'll have a, a full compliment. Um, so it's been great. Eddie, thank you. Graham, thank you. I'm Chris Gallagher. This has been the reaction to Celtic 2 Kamarnock 0, and we'll speak to you down the road. <laughs>